Oh, you know what I was, you know, what I was just thinking is that we should, um, you know, uh, let everybody know that this is our anniversary episode too. Yeah, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I didn't get you anything either. I got you some Perrier here. Oh, you got when me some thirsty, Perrier. Just let me know, and I'll, yeah, and I, I'll grab one of these little baby bottles down and I got you a, hand it to you. I got you a coffee mug. Like, how does this fucking work? I'm like, no. It's complete opposite, bud. Uh, okay, cool. Let's do it. All right. Ready? I can't with you right now. All right. Ready? Are you good now? You're stretching out. <laughs> Three, Three, two, two one. one. Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. I am G-Rex and my awesome partner in crime, Dirty Skittles. I'm Dirty Skittles. She is Dirty Skittles. And we are super excited. This is our anniversary episode. We went live a, a full year ago. And now... A full year ago. full year ago. Can you imagine that? It's been full year. This will be episode number fifty something. Yeah, fifty something. Fifty something. Fifty two, I think. Fifty two. Fifty. No, so still a baby. Still a baby. Still a baby. Older than you are. So tell me. Well, yeah, that's true. Because I'm eighteen. <laughs> I'm legal. <laughs> you know, learning every day. And I'm 30, so, you know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> my body doesn't think so, but in my head, I'm 30. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think mentally I am probably 54. Yeah, and I regressed. So, like, my true age <laughs> is 60, and my mental is I'm in my early 50s again. I'm in a good, I'm in a much, oh. in a really good headspace. Yeah. A year ago, what would you say your mental was? What was the age mentally? Like 150,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you think before you felt older. Older, more drained. And, you know, life came and bit me in the ass in like the, the hardest way I, I've ever been through. It, it, that year was probably even harder than the year my mom passed away. Because I just had a lot of shit I was dealing with. And I was so busy taking care of everybody else's needs. I wasn't taking care of my own. And yeah, so you were exhausted. I was exhausted. Mentally exhausted. Physically exhausted, too, because I wasn't sleeping right. I wasn't eating right. I was sh yeah. short with people. And I was, I was in a fog. I was in this horrible fucking brain fog. And... You know, I, I honestly think I had to go through all that, though, to be where I am today. And I, I'm extremely fortunate, you know. Yeah. But I also had to do a lot of work. I had to put a lot of work into myself and my own mental health. And I had to make myself a priority, which was something that I was not used to doing, right? Being an empath, I'm so used to taking care of everybody else's crap that taking care of my own crap was... Something I didn't even think about, right? I just kept shoving it in the back and being like, oh, yeah, things are going to be fine. And then, you know, Christmas Day 2022 rolls around and I'm like, I'm fucking done. 
like mentally fucking done. And all I can say is, you know, thank God, you know, some guardian angel, you know, had me call 988. My wife was home and I I got therapy the very next day. But I, I don't think that if, I think part of me too is like, you know, maybe there is something better on the other side of this. Yeah. You had hope still somewhere. I had a, a tiny glimmer of hope, but it, I, I mean, it was a lot of shit. Like that quarter, you know, my wife had gotten um, shingles. I decided to retire early from my job. I got catfished. I hit and killed a deer. Um, I had a good friend die. My father-in-law passed away. You know, throw in some seasonal depression and then throw in some holiday depression. And then it was colder than fucking balls here. Right. It was like minus 20. And that whole weekend of Christmas, like none of our cars would start because it was so cold. And like, I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Like, I just, I couldn't find my voice and I couldn't find my fit, my footing. And I just couldn't tell anybody what was going on because I didn't know how to do it. But, yeah. you know, that call to 988 literally saved my life. And it was the glimmer of hope that pushed you to make the call or? Yeah, because, I, you know, a, a, a little piece of me like thought, maybe something will change. Maybe something will get better. And like I said, you know, the very next day I was in, in therapy. And then I was calling you every day. And, I, you know, I, I started like sharing my story, my journey on social media. And because I want people to feel as alone in their own journey as I felt mine, right? Like I didn't know, I didn't know how to express what was going on inside of my head. You know, shit that goes on in our head. I, I didn't know how to express that because I'd never felt that depressed before. And letting people know kind of where I was in my life, I had heard back from people on social media thanking me because now they don't feel alone, right? Because everybody's going through their own shit at some point in their life. And then I also found just by laughing, I felt so much better if I laughed. And some of those early conversations with you, I mean, we talked about shit that you shouldn't really talk about. But we laughed really, really hard. I mean, I think you should talk about everything. So for me, I'm like, let's keep talking. But can I just take a step back? Because what I think is, and maybe this is just my interpretation of what you just said, but your your small glimmer of hope and then you sharing your story on social media may have like ignited somebody else's small glimmer of hope and made it a little bit bigger. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 yeah, I do know. I do know what you mean. I, you know, I want my story to be a story of hope, right? Because life on this side of depression is a billion times better than I ever thought it would be. And, um, you know, I, I, I've learned new. To- I have like new tools and new tips and tricks to help people like get to that other side, even if it's just a baby step, right? And. One of the things I did learn is that I need to take better care of myself. My self-love and my self-care and my boundaries are super important to me now. And I wish that I had learned those lessons like 20 years ago. I think that my life would have been better, you know, sooner rather than later. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But, you know, there is so much to life. And, you know, the things that have happened since then, I'm eternally grateful for. Like I've had some of the craziest things happen, but in a good way, right? Like our podcast has taken off. I'm working. I'm working my dream job. I 
get to spend time with my wife. I travel to Europe for three weeks and I get to talk to you like every day. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. And I, we hear from our guests all the time of like how therapeutic it is for them to talk in the mic. For me, it's easier for me to like share my story over a microphone than it is face to face. Cause I, I get a little, a little embarrassed, right? Because none of you, no one knew how depressed I was because on the outside, I was smiling and happy and helpful. And on the inside, I'm beating the crap out of myself every single day. And all I wanted to do was die. I, I just, it, it physically and mentally, it was, I was just done. And, yeah. you know, thank God for therapy. I am a huge proponent for therapy. I still go. And, you know, just hearing my therapist tell me, you know, how much I've grown, my friends, my wife, my family. You know, you don't automatically get healed, though, by going to therapy. You have to put the work in. And that's what I did. I put the work in every single day. And yes, I still get depressed. But now I have tools and like tips and tricks on how to make myself feel better. And one of those is laughter. If I can make myself laugh, I can have somebody else make me laugh. I instantly can come out of that and and think about, you know, what are my next steps? And I'm... I'm also found that like I don't get pissed off about shit as much as I used to anymore. Like something will happen. And, you know, two years ago, I probably would have sued on it for like five days. Now something happens. I sit on it for like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, we need to come up with another plan. And, and when my wife sees that, she's like, who the fuck are you? Like, you were never like this way. And I'm like, life is short, man. I, you know, I have a lot of living to do in the short amount of time I have left. Right. I'm 60. I don't want to, you know, I don't really want to live until I'm 90. Because if the, you know, if my body's going to hurt then as much as it does now. Yeah. PSA to parents out there, like if your kids are in sports right now, I don't know, maybe take care of their physical health a little bit. Because the shit you do as a child comes back to haunt you in the worst ways. Arthritis sucks. (laughs) It does. Arthritis sucks. It makes things creak that you didn't think are supposed to creak. Yeah. So besides the podcast, what what brings you joy in your day-to-day? Spending time with my wife. Because right now I'm working 30 hours a week. So I pop out of work at, a, at either like 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And we get to do stuff right before it's dark outside. Spending time with her friends. You know, exploring upstate New York. Right. Things that we we never really did. We don't do it so much in the wintertime because the roads are slick and I don't really want to drive in the snow. The other things are, you know, writing. I'm doing a lot of writing lately and something I had hadn't done in like forever. I think I wrote when I was a kid, but now I'm doing a lot of writing and getting a lot of mental clarity around stuff. The other thing I've been doing is, you know, trying to help my wife around with like projects in the house. You know, using our tools, she still gets a tiny bit afraid because, you know, we all know I have really tiny hands, right? And so I can't really grip, can't grip the big tools. And like, I can't help, like if you have to stand on a ladder, I have to stand on a ladder that's like three times taller than her ladder, you know, <laughs> so it's being short. But I'm also finding that 
by doing like little small projects around the house, like for the for the last probably two years, you know, I, I lived in clutter. And now I'm I've started like cleaning up my space. Like I used to get mad and you know, my wife would be like, You need to clean your office. And I'm like, everything's got a place, don't fucking move it. But now I like look in my office and I'm like, fuck, I I can't work in this anymore, right? Because my now that my head's cleared, I need my space cleared too. And so I take 15 minutes a day and I clean like one section of my office and then 15 minutes a day and I do one section of my bedroom. Like I've gotten rid of so much shit. It's like carrying around this extra baggage. Like why the fuck did I do that? And if I think about that extra baggage in my head, it's all that it's all that baggage that why do you keep like reminding yourself about the the bad shit, right? Remind yourself about the good shit. And because you can't go back and change the past. No matter what you do, there's not a fucking time machine for that. But I have now, you know, worked on, I'm working on living for the future or living for the moment. Because those are the things that are most important to me is living for that moment. Because you never really know what's going to happen tomorrow. Is Is there anything that's helped you live in the moment? a tool or practice you didn't have before? One of the things I, I do is I take notice of the smaller, the small things, right? Like, let's say our cats do something stupid, but in something that I hadn't paid attention to before, or something's happening on TV, or I'm out in nature and living for that, you know, it's something that you don't see. Like the other day when the squirrel, squirrel took a tumble down the hill, Okay, yeah, so I laughed, okay, whatever, but it was funny. And, you know, things that, if you're really paying attention to what's going on around you, you see things that you hadn't seen before, like the way a certain person smiles or the way something smells. I've been, like, paying attention to, like, how things feel or how things smell because those bring, but they trigger, like, really good memories, Right. And if it triggers a bad memory, I try and like, I give it like two minutes and then it's time to move on, right? Because a memory is just a memory, right? You can't go back and change it. But what you can do is with that memory, you can change the trajectory of what that memory reminds you of. Did it remind you of something good, something bad? So that's kind of what I've been doing. That's good. It's good to be mindful. So let me ask you a question. G-Rex a year ago was just starting therapy? Just starting therapy. If you could tell that version of yourself something that you've learned along the way with as it relates to just starting therapy, what would you say? Love yourself more. Self-love in, is should be your number one thing. You need to take care of yourself. And you know, we, we all say it. You, you, you need to put your own ex- oxygen ma- mask on first before you give it to somebody else being being the person I was being the empath that I was I was always giving that oxygen mask to somebody else before I put it on myself now I'm the first person man I don't care what happens you know what mask is going on I can breathe fine I take that like two or three minutes I'm like you know deep breaths I can't meditate though because I don't know like I'm a squirrel on crack Okay, I'll, di- I'll I'll sit down. I'll try and meditate, and like all of a sudden, like fifty thousand things come into my head. So I can't do th- I can't do the 
the meditation or the mindfulness in our traditional way. So for me, I'll write it down. And so I journal about what what's going on so I can go back and kind of reflect on, okay, so we had this shitty thing happen, but, you know, look at what I did for myself to make that situation better. And that's helped immensely. Okay. That's good. That's good. I remember um, being excited for you because therapy helped me so much that I was just waiting to see how much it would help you. It's amazing. You know, like my, my therapist said, it was, you know, I was in like a cocoon state. And then, you know, once I finally like retired, right, mini retirement, then I started emerging from that cocoon. And now I, I, I'm i like this beautiful butterfly, right? And I see myself as that butterfly. And it's like a butterfly of hope and nurturing and self-love, self-care and setting up some serious fucking boundaries. Like setting up those boundaries has probably been the best thing I've, I've ever done, right? And if it smells like drama, I don't deal with it very much anymore. And I, yeah. I wish it had those lessons even five years ago, right? Because, you know, we we get into situations in not just our, our personal life, but in our work life too. And we absorb, absorb, absorb. But like, what are we getting out of that? We're getting ulcers. We're getting pissed off. You know, and we don't just take it out on the people we work with, but we take it out on the people that, you know, we live with. And that's not something we should be doing. You know, living in that moment means that I'm going to take care of whatever that shit is right now so that it doesn't get carried with me for the rest of the day. And sometimes I can't do it right away, but I can write it down and, you know, tackle it like in little chunks. So that's, that's what I've, I've been finding. And, but like for you, Dirty Skittles, I mean, what, what have you seen in me, my change? And let's just say like the last six months. You're happier. I'm happier. Yeah, you're happier. I think before it's interesting because if I was to ignore this year, right? right. And pretend like none of this happened. You were really good at wearing a happy costume, right? And almost, almost like now when I think about it, almost going out of your way to wear the costume and without knowing the genuine happy version of you now, nobody would have ever known otherwise because there was no difference, right? You were wearing this costume as the happy person. So I think it came across as she's a happy person. And now seeing you almost more healed and self-aware and wiser almost, there's a there's um, a genuine happy. And, and, and it's not a costume. It's almost like it's coming from inside out versus just on the front, you know? And, you know, it's funny because I can feel it on the inside too, right? You know, before, like a year ago, like I couldn't feel happy inside, you know, because I kept... All that horrible self-talk. You're a piece of shit. Your life sucks. You're never going to get anywhere. What the fuck? Why the fuck are you retiring? You don't have a job. All that stuff was like coming out. But now, like, learning that, you know, journaling helps. 
therapy helps. Like, don't be, you know, don't let people talk you out of going to therapy. There's all sorts of different kinds of therapy out there. I actually had to go through three different therapists before I found the therapist that worked for me. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think people, maybe not everybody realizes because it, and I say that because I didn't realize that either. And my journey to get through things that I needed to get through, I, it took two therapists, you know, like I had done the therapy route. I had a therapist. We talked about the things that I wanted to talk about. And I just was like, I guess I'm supposed to do a worksheet and be all right now, you know, like it, and I didn't feel any, uh, like there was no help from it. Right. So I thought, well, I'm destined or doomed to, this is my life is depression, right? Like that is just the kind of person I am. Some people are happy and I'm not right. And then I tried it again because I needed it. I knew that, okay, I've got nothing left to give let's try this again. And I just happened to get the right one. And she was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, like, so that's the other lesson is just don't, don't give up. If it's, if that therapist is not working out for you, find another therapist. There's, and there's so many different types of therapies out there right now that hopefully you'll find the one that works for you. I found the one that works for me. I I do a couple of different therapies, right? So I do journaling. That's a therapy for me. I talk to somebody. That's therapy for me. Laughter is therapy for me. Uh, Just keeping my, you know, keeping my endorphins up. Uh, If I find that I'm like too sedentary because, you know, it does get pretty cold up here in upstate New York and makes me not want to go outside. So I'll, I'll climb the stairs a couple of extra times during the day just to keep my heart rate going. But don't give up on yourself because you can't find that right therapist or that right therapy. There's so many different avenues out there. Keep working on yourself because as long as you make yourself happy, it's going to be it's going to make that healing journey a lot easier. And like for me, I didn't drink from like January until April. I started drinking again in April when I took my three-week retirement um, party. But then, you know, I found that just by allowing my body to physically and mentally heal by putting that work into myself, I was a much better person. But it was hard to come to that because at my age, you know, we were taught that you never talk about your mental health. You shove that down until there is no fucking other place for it to go. And that's where I got. That's what came about on that Christmas day. Is like the the cold snap that we had was really the last fucking straw, right? Because our cars didn't start, colder than hell, our pipes froze. And I was like, what the fuck else is going to happen? And, you know, I don't know who my guardian angel is was it could have been my mom it could have been my grandma it could have been anybody but they gave me that tiny glimmer of hope that I needed to get to this side and I'm so fucking thankful for it because my life right now is amazing I'm so thankful for you Dirty Skittles for my wife for my family 
for my friends give me the opportunity to show up as myself every fucking day. Sure. And now you're making me cry. And I was trying not I'm to not fucking doing cry. <laughs> trying not to cry. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. I think it's, yeah, I think, I think it's great that you're sharing your story and that's just going to keep building. You know, this isn't the end. This is just part of your journey. And there are going to be lessons that we'll continue to learn in life and, and new things and tools that we'll, we'll learn as well to cope with that stuff. So yeah, even, I mean, I, I, for me, I needed the therapy. I'm a huge cheerleader for it. There's a couple of other things that you said that I'm like, I think that's great too. Like the journaling, getting outside of your space, go outside, go up and down the stairs if it's too cold. You got to do something because giving up is not the option. No, you know, and if you, if I look back on it, you know, I had so many, I have so many people in my life that love me for who I am, not what I am, but who I am. And it took a really long time. It took me probably until July of 2023 to start seeing myself the way that the rest of the world sees me, right? As a caring, fun person. Um, Do you think it's like not necessarily seeing yourself like the rest of the world sees you, but feeling the happy, like, because I saw you as happy, right? Yeah. Now, now you're believing it. I am. And it, it took a long time, right? Like, I, I'm sure I've been depressed, you know, most of my life. But man, I'm telling you, when life hit me, like, kick me in the balls in October through December. It was a true awakening, right? And I probably have needed therapy therapy my entire life. But I'm a huge proponent for it, right? And find shit that works for you. And talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Try to find your voice. Try to find your footing. As hard as it is, because I honestly, that was the hardest thing for me. Journal. Take notes. For caregivers out there, if you notice that, you know, your partner, your friend, your coworker is a little withdrawn, maybe t- more tired than usual, a little snippy, check in on them. Check in on your friends, your family, your coworkers, because everybody's going through their own shit, right? And you don't really know what they're going through. And just be fucking kind, people. Really, just be nice to each other because your words hurt. Words hurt, actions hurt. Be honest, don't be an asshole when you're being right. Take consideration what either you threw or what they may be going because you just don't, you know. Nope, none of my, none of my coworkers knew. My family had no idea. And, and the problem was, is I didn't know how to verbalize what the hell was going on because I couldn't even figure it out. Yeah. What gave you the words? Therapy. My therapist gave me tips on how to like verbalize what. I was going through. So now if I can't find the words like to verbalize it, I write it down because then I can go back in and read it and figure out the way that I want to verbalize that to 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 someone, right? Whether it be my wife, my family, my friends, my coworkers, my neighbors, right? I'm also finding that just smiling, right? Smiling, I don't know, all of a sudden just kind of makes you happy on the inside, right? Even if you're feeling crappy or a little low. Just smile. A trick that you taught me too was 
you know, start taking pictures of things that make you happy every day. And then on your sad days, go back and look at those pictures. And so I started doing that because I like to take pictures of all sorts of crazy shit. But it triggers a, a, a happy memory and it can help kick me out of that mood. See, you taught me yeah. something. You know, credit to my therapist. <laughs> uh, I wonder if I could give her a shout out. No, it's okay. Um, so what's next? What's next? So I'm. what are you looking forward to? Anything that you're going to try out new or I don't know? Yeah, so I'm, I'm finishing up my book. Um, just about my experience, my tips, my tricks, things to help, you know, care, caregivers, co-workers, friends, or people that were just feeling lost in the moment. I am going to continue working my three-hour-a-week job. I'm loving that. I have uh, started to think about, like, some different conferences that I'm going to attend over the next couple of years, things that for creators. I, I never really thought that I was a creator until we started this podcast and our message is so good and people love what we what we're doing and they love to hear from us. So maybe taking that to the next level. Spending time with my wife, you know, as we get older, uh, we want to see and do things while we're still physically able to do it without having one of us push the other in a wheelchair. I mean, not that that would stop us, but like I need to go back to the gym so I could like you know, get a little beefier so I could do that if I had to. <laughs> but um, just bringing joy. I want to bring joy to people's lives. I want to smile more, live more. I've, I've found that over the last six to eight months that I'm living more. I live in that moment. And I, I really have to credit Liz, God rest her soul, her episode changed so much for my life. It puts so much into perspective. Like now we actually have our wills and our trust done and, you know, have a little peace of mind around that. And seeing new places, even if it's just like 20 minutes out from where I live right now, and not taking life for granted because you never know what tomorrow holds. Love that. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm G-Rex. And I'm Dirty Skittles. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We'd love to listen to your feedback. We can't do this without you guys. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.